Welcome back to Your 1230, the only podcast where our guests will tell their story with the help of 12 questions in 30 minutes. Today, we are so excited to be joined by Yeremi Hussain. Yeremi is the author of Discovering Your Identity, A Rebirth from Interracial Struggle. She's a full-time employee in the financial services industry. She comes coming from the background of finance, where it is taught higher the risk, higher the return. She likes to jump on opportunities to see where they can lead her. She's a big proponent of self-development and continuous learning. And indeed, one of her passions is to read and work on her public speaking skills. She's an advocate of women's empowerment and dedicates free time to supporting this cause. Besides being a published author, she loves to speak at events, create content for her blog and YouTube channel, as well as tutor in English and Italian. Her life philosophy is anything is possible in life if you really want it. Welcome. We are so excited to have you here with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And of course, and I want to kind of start there at the end. Where does that life philosophy that anything is possible, where does that come from? Or how have you seen that in your in your in your life so far? So I have seen it in my life in different uh, in different aspects of my life. And I think usually what happens is when people have dreams and goals they want to achieve, they usually don't achieve them because they think, oh, I can't. I don't have the tools. I don't have the talent. Um, I don't have the abilities to achieve those type of goals. But I think the reality is that it's just whatever you're doing, you're creating a mental block. And for me, I also used to think in a way that way, but then I started to think differently after uh, listening to different podcasts, after watching a couple of YouTube videos of people that are like influencers, there are celebrities, people that have achieved many goals in life. And when I would look at them and I would be like, if they can achieve things, why can I not do it? And so that's how... um, for me, it started to change. I was, I uh, started to see things differently. And I was thinking, you know, I might not have the tools. I might not have the talent. I might not have the abilities, maybe. But I think that if I don't try, I will never know. And I think life is like a learning process. And, you know, you might not know something, but you can always learn. And I think because nowadays we live in a in a time where everything is accessible, everything is like globalized, we have internet on, on our hands that I was like, you know what, I can still make my dreams come true and I can still achieve my goals. And I think at the end of the day, I think anything is really achievable. You just make sure that you have that belief that you can actually achieve it. And then it will automatically come to you all the next necessary tools for you to actually achieve those goals. And so I do like to tell people that, you know what, you really can achieve things if you really want it. You just have to put the time. You just have to be patient. You just have to put the hard work and then things will come uh, consequently. I I love that approach, especially how it goes hand in hand with the kind of continuous learning uh, aspect of uh, of your background and what what you love. Was there, you know, as you mentioned, seeing others and it's a wide group, the celebrities, influencers, was there kind of an aha moment or is that a uh, a gradual uh, progression as well? No, it was gradual. It was, everything was very gradual. Everything was like trial and error. So I, I was like, I'm going to do one thing at a time and see where they, they go and how I'm good with them. Uh, you know, simple things like just having my blog. It all started, for instance, from my blog. 
And then I was like, okay, I think maybe I want to try YouTube. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try YouTube. And then third came my books. So I was like, okay, so I can see that I'm able to do this. And then I do have other things that I want to do in life. I just, you just have to work towards them. And it's something that doesn't happen overnight and it does take time. So, so I, I am in complete agreement with you there, but I know that sometimes patience is uh, not always the primary um, belief system for many out there. So in working with others, when it's like, well, I wish this happened yesterday or already, how, how do you help others kind of see that it does take time and it is a, a longer path in a lot of these instances, especially when you talk about these different uh, platforms that you've been able to leverage and grow an audience? You know what? I think patience is a virtue. I think there is a quotation that says patience is a virtue or something like that. But I think what goes hand in hand with patience is persistence and tenacity. And I can tell you this from my own experience, uh, when I was looking for a job, um, like recently, it literally took me a year. And I would complain, and I would not be happy about it. I would be wondering, like, why am I not able to find a job? But at the end, I knew that I just had to be really patient, but I had to not give up. And I think that's the key. Like you don't give up just because you see like you're taking a different direction. You know, things are not going the way you want them to be. But I do like to think that if you're taking a different direction, it's probably a good thing because it helps you um, to see what you might like, what you might not like. And I think it just helps you to rediscover yourself. And so for me, like, especially for me, I think the key important factor was just that I had to be persistent and that I had to be fighting. And that's how I like to see you have to be a fighter. And when I do see other people, I tell them the same thing. You really have to be patient because everything has its own time. Everything has the right time. You know, like if something is not happening right now, it's probably because there is a reason behind it. You know, everything happens for a reason. And so I think when when you're patient enough, you're persistent enough, and you're tenacious enough, um, you will be rewarded accordingly. And so that's how I like to see it. Thank you so much for that addition, because you're certainly correct that you know patience virtue, very important. But if you're not persistent and just kind of waiting, you know, that's, that's not going to work out for you either. So you do need to have both of those uh, working kind of in tandem. So I love that. And then um, you, you kind of walked through the, the ability to have the blog, the YouTube channel, the book, did you have check marks built in for yourself that you wanted to see certain results? What were you looking for? What kind of kept you moving forward uh, besides the, uh, the persistency that you had that, uh, or the persistence to move forward, how did you know that, that, that you were on the right path? So I didn't have like a, a to-do list, I would say. I just had like goals in mind, but it, was, it wasn't anything that I, I had planned. Like my blog and my YouTube channel, this, there was something that just came along. It was never in my mind to, to actually be out there. But I think my main goal was to get exposure. And the reason why I wanted to have exposure is because Back a couple of years ago, when I first started to work in the industry, I would I would be that type of person who was um, who didn't want people to know what I was doing. Like I didn't have, for instance, a LinkedIn profile, even though I knew that I needed it to work in the industry, you know, to be contacted by potential recruiters and stuff like that. 
and then because I remember like looking at other people and be like oh they have something to offer but I would always be like I don't have anything to offer and then I would speak to my friends and they were like you know what you have things that you have accomplished so why are you not listing them out and so I started first with LinkedIn profile and I was like I need to get comfortable with that like be okay that people who might be looking up my LinkedIn profile looking up what I have accomplished and I should be proud of what I have whatever I have achieved so far and then little by little I was like okay I have few other goals which is like improve my writing skills because eventually I did want to write a book and I also want to give a tech talk so I was like okay I'm gonna work on public speaking skills so for me it was mainly to get one exposure and two I also felt like I had a story that I wanted to share which was part of my own uh, upbringing because I am like Italian by birth and Bengali by blood and I know that other people can share or can relate to my story so I was like if I want to do this I need to get out there so for me my main goal was was exposure and that's what kept me going basically and it kind of goes just as you said with the the mental block that many of us have that it's that I I can't do this I don't want to do this what if this happened and then you do it and it's like well that wasn't so hard but was there any difficulties once you kind of got that ball rolling that you didn't uh, anticipate and it's like well I, it wasn't what I thought here and it was actually easier but this was something I didn't expect any any unexpected uh, um, side effects or anything that didn't work out the way you thought you know what everything worked out to be better than I thought I that was what I what I would say unexpected because there was that big fear inside of me like oh like I was like okay people will know who I am when I write in my blog and people will know who I am when they see me on an, on a YouTube uh, video but you know what I got so many like positive responses by friends um, and also by other people that follow me that I was like you know what this is much better than expected and I think I got even more driven than before like I just feel like when you get people uh, commenting and giving positive comments you just feel like you want to continue doing this and serving them because you know that you're you're serving a purpose you know you're just helping these people who you know want to learn about things and if you have the knowledge so why not share it and so for me it was it was um an, an a beautiful beautifully unexpected experience I would say yeah Okay, we'll take beauty if you don't expect it. That's that's a good way to describe it. Uh, but you know, with the different mediums, writing and then being on video, while they are related, they are different skill sets, and they have you put yourself out there in different ways. Do you prefer one to the other? Is one more natural, or what does that look like now? Do I prefer one more than the other? No, I would say. Uh, but one thing that I did learn about me is how much I actually enjoy being on a YouTube channel. And I also realized how much I actually enjoy being on a uh, podcast, on like different people's podcasts, because I feel like every time I am meeting someone different, they always ask me something different, which like just triggers my, it just stimulates my thinking. And so I actually realized how much I enjoy that. But I think mostly it's me being on a YouTube channel. And it all started with a friend who was like, okay, do you want to come on my YouTube channel? Because I need to, I need to interview people with this type of knowledge. So I was like, you know what, let's try it. And I remember being super nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I 
don't know like how I'm gonna do this I remember thinking oh my god people would judge me and stuff like that but I remember exactly the moment um, after when we finished recording that I was like you know what this was actually amazing uh, and so I don't I don't prefer one but I think I'm leaning towards uh, maybe being like in front of a camera which is something that I never thought I would have actually enjoyed a lot. Uh, that, so I'm glad you said that because that brings to mind two things you said. It similar when when I started talking you know, talking to people about podcasts, considering being a guest, I had this unbelievable expectation that it was this super formal thing and that it was going to be so hard. And then once you hung up the first, like, well, that wasn't so bad. That was actually pretty easy. And it was fun. And it kind of was like, all right, so I need to remove that that fear. Uh, and, and then as you said, you like being on podcasts and you get to ask good questions. So now I feel like you're challenging me here to make sure that my, my follow-up questions are good from here on out. So I, I will take that challenge. I hope, um, one of the things that jumped out at me at your bio, uh, cause I don't think it came up when we talked before we hit record, uh, was working in, uh, with others about languages and mm-hmm. uh, Italian and English specifically. And I always, and I don't actually always, I, I have, Link that with continuous improvement, continuous learning, because languages can be, and for me, they are very difficult as uh, uh, people around me have spoke Italian since I was a little kid, and I just am not good at it and have not, never been able to learn it. So anybody who speaks multiple languages, one, has my my immense respect, uh, but, but when you kind of start thinking about it, that it's another lifelong journey, it's one of those things you can learn, but you can always improve on, there's ways to sharpen it and make it better. So I'm rambling, but... How is how has have you found that the kind of ability to stretch uh, what you're comfortable with and, and take new ventures on and get content out there? How does how do you feel that goes hand in hand with working in the languages and teaching other people things that they either uh, might not be great at or, or want to get better at? I, hold on, but I didn't understand the question. <laughs> so I would just thank you, and I've already asked my first question poorly. So you know, working with somebody with either learning a new language or sharpening skills that they have, it's difficult. And it's one of those Mm -hmm. things that there can be that mental block that I don't want to do this. It's too hard, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, you've mastered it and you know, you've also, you know, similar, similarly, you, you've been able to kind of put content out there in different ways. So how how do you help others either start with new language or take that next level uh, when, when specifically working in languages? Okay. um, So for languages, so basically so I have a big passion with uh, for languages because I can speak multiple languages. And one way that I try to convince people is just by sharing my own knowledge. And so, for instance, on my YouTube channel, I give advice or tips on like, how can you learn, I don't know, Italian in these six ways. And I try to draw everything from my personal experience. And I try to like share this passion with my message. And I think that when you love something, you see it in people's eyes. Like it's not just, you know, just saying something, but you can see that their eyes are shining when they're like, expressing the love and interest for something that they really like and so when it comes to languages I think one thing that that I did was really to um, talk about it on my like YouTube channel to talk about it on my blog by sharing like how there are different ways that you can make learning language fun you know it doesn't have to be you going to school having a professor 
and just like learning the grammar, but you can also have other ways to learn a language. And now because we have internet, we just have so many ways to learn a language. You know, you can find a partner like on those platforms that lives in another country and you guys can exchange messages and he maybe is learning your own native language and you're learning his native language. And I think it just makes it much more fun because it becomes a win-win situation at the end. You know, you're learning about the other person's language, but you're also learning the culture. And at the same time, you are... Um, helping out yourself and the other person and I think uh, for language learning um, itself now there's other ways as well you know like you you don't have to be in a classroom for instance you can listen to a podcast and just you know a, a podcast in Spanish and just you know while you're running you're listening to it and you're learning you're learning maybe passively and not actively um, other ways is like you know through tv shows or through music and I think these little things they just makes it a little bit more fun and motivating rather than just, than just being in a regular um, classroom and I you're right I do also teach Italian and English and then what I like about it is that the people that I have the students that I have they want to just have a conversation with people with someone who's like native uh, speaker in that particular language and and I also like to see it as not just helping them but me learning from them because all these people they're like all around the world they are not in one specific country like they're not for instance from Canada which is where I live but I have people from like South America I have people from Asia and what I love about this is that I get to like learn about their cultures and their traditions and how it is to live there, which is something that maybe I would have not been able to do a couple of years ago, you know? And also maybe you don't, you cannot travel there. So why not find other ways to actually like teach something? So, so yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great picture that you paint uh, with the, uh, as you referenced that your tools that we have available to us can put us in contact with people all over the world speaking different languages. And when there's that reciprocal relationship that we can help each other out, there's a kind of pushing each other forward as well. So that that's fantastic. And for our listeners out there who are either looking to get started or continue along this path, um, you know, I really like how you talked about it's not just a classroom setting anymore. How can you figure out what works for you, whether it is that uh, listening, watching a TV show or, you know, perhaps writing or just having a conversation? Is there a way to figure out which one of those is good for you? Should you try all of them or what do you suggest? Yes, you try all of them. That's the only way for, I think, to actually learn if you like something. And it doesn't that just apply to languages. It applies to literally everything. Um, because I think if you do not try, you will never know. That's, that's basically my philosophy about it. And why I'm telling you this is because um, for me, it wasn't for language. But for me, it was more for uh, working out. Like I tried different types of classes, okay? I tried Pilates, I tried yoga, I tried, uh, I don't know, boot camp, I tried Muay Thai. I tried all of them until I figured out which was the one that was making me the happiest. And so, and the same, it applies with languages. Like you have to try all the platforms, all the tools, all the ways until you find the right fit for you. And if you don't try all of them, you will never know. So that's, that's pretty easy. <laughs> 
And that ties in with what we started off with, with the philosophy that if you want it bad enough, it's something you know you can work at it and you find something that works for you and you can move forward. That it, a lot of times it's that mental block that I, I don't know if I should do this. I'm scared. I'm afraid that keeps us from even trying, but that's the hardest part is getting started, getting trying, and then figuring out, okay, this works. I can do this. Uh, kind of in that vein, I mean, you've written a book, which not a lot of people can say. How, how did you decide this is what I'm going to do? And then what was the first thing you did? And what was that process like? So I always wanted to write a book, but I didn't think I was going to do it right now. And I actually, I got inspired by another girl. So I read her book, uh, I think at the beginning of this year. And then I reached out to this person and I said, oh, how did you like publish your book? How did you write it? And she was like, oh, I self-published it. And I was like, okay. So I looked up on YouTube and different other like places. I was like, okay, how does it work to self-publish a book? And then I spoke to a friend who also self-published a book and he also told me how to do it. And then he suggested me to read this book that says, oh, how to write a book in 30 days. So I read that book and then I was like, okay, I think this is how I'll start. So I actually started to write my book. Like, I think it was around June that I started to write it. And I would make sure that I was allocating like an hour or maybe 30 minutes every day to write like a chapter. And I knew what I I wanted to write about because it was more like my own personal experience my own personal story so it, it came easy you know I think fiction is just a little bit harder but I think when it's nonfiction, especially when it's a biography it's much easier to write it and so every day I was like I'm gonna write like for like 30 minutes and an hour maybe on the weekend I would spend a little bit of time so I had the initial draft ready I think like after a, roughly a month and then I was like okay what's the next step so I had to find someone to actually like edit it so I looked up on Fever where you have all the freelancers and then I told this person look this is my first time that I'm like publishing a book I need you to tell me what else I have to be doing after besides the draft so she was super helpful she was like okay we need to edit it we need to format it you need the cover page you need the title and stuff like that so she pretty much helped me with that and I think after two weeks we were done and then she was like yeah you just have to upload it on Amazon put a price and that's it and so I think after six weeks it was already there so I published it in July and um, I didn't think it was going to happen that soon but I know that after publishing the first one I'm like okay I'm gonna write a second one so (laughs) very nice do you know what the second one's gonna be about yet I think I I think it's going to be a continuous of the first one but it will be mainly uh about my life in Canada because in the first one I talk about my life in Italy okay all right Uh, so I I should set up front we'll have links to everything we talk about today including your book um and then once the second one's available we will (laughs) promote that as well um but I want to circle back on something that you mentioned up front that I've noticed as I've asked better questions today, uh, you are 100% correct that you can tell if someone's interested in something, their eyes will light up and you can tell, even if you're not hearing what they're saying, you just see their face. I am passionate about this. This is important to me. This is something that I want to talk about more. And and I can see that when you talk about uh, a lot of kind of working through, making things better, figuring out, it's like, yeah, I can do this. And the second piece of that, as you reference and illustrate with the book, is that being uh, open to connect with people who have expertise in an area you don't, and then being smart enough to ask them for feedback and then listen to it. That's like, hey, you've done this. How can I do it? And then being being open to, all right, I'll give it a try and I'll, I'll do it this way. So very well done for, for, first of all, trying these things, getting them to a finish line, and then going back to writing a second book. So that is my long-winded question 
ish of saying that I'm really impressed by kind of putting a lot of this to action. Cause a lot of people will say, you know, I, I really want to do this or I want to try this. And it's like, well, have you started? No, I haven't. So uh, that, that's the big takeaway for, from, for me today for, as we talked that it's yes, I can get, I can, if I can just get started, I can do things. It's just the getting started sometimes is the hardest part. Um, so changing gears, we've talked a lot about um, kind of what you've done professionally, what drives you, but what do you do to relax? What do you do for fun? <laughs> I practice Muay Thai. And that's one thing that I, I really, really love. Um, and I, I actually started this year. And I think I tried it after seeing my sister. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. I'm not really sure what it's going to be like. And I tried it for a couple of weeks and I was like, that's it. I'm in love with this. I'm going back. And I just love how it makes me feel after the workout, because it's not just a physical workout, but it's a mental workout. So, I, so every time when I go and practice my tie with a bunch of other people, first of all, I like the atmosphere because I feel like we're people that are very driven and we all have this goal that we just want to be better physically or mentally. And, and what I love about it is that, especially when you go after a stressful day, you can just um, release everything there and then you're like a new person after that. So this is one thing that I do. And the other thing that I do is I like to read books and I'm into very like, like I love reading fiction books that are like thriller and mystery. And I am someone who likes to work out in general. Like the, I would say like, those are some of the things that I, that I like. Yeah. The movie tie is no joke. You are not the first person I've talked to who is super excited about it and said, this is for me. Uh, but I, 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 I too like an exercise that is both physically and mentally taxing. Did you have, and cause I've talked to a couple other guests about this. Was there like a upfront, like a 30 day all intensive to begin or what, how did you get started? So basically, we all start from the same level, believe it or not. We're a group of beginners, but even the beginners class is pretty tough, if I have to tell you the truth. Yeah. And they make us do like, you initially, like the, each class, you initially start with the warm up, which is also very intense because they make you do like jumping jacks. Uh, they make you do like burpees, which is pretty intense. You do it for 10 minutes and then they teach you the technique. So they teach you like how to jump, how to cross, how to hook how to give a kick, how to use your knee. And then they put you like in a pair with another person and you're just basically punching them and perfectioning your uh, your punches and stuff like that. And you do that constantly for like an, like 40 minutes. So it's a 40 minutes of intense workout. And then of course you have the 10 minutes to like, um, to, to stretch. But uh, yeah, the actual workout itself is very, very intense, honestly. Like you think just punching is easy, but it's not. And if you have someone who's very tough, like you're probably going to end up with bruises. And it that did happen to me that I did come home with bruises in my arms and legs, and I was not aware of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, intense, difficult, tough. Those are all words that uh, seem to accompany Muay Thai, but nobody uh, who's got it, who started has, you know, walked away from that. everybody seems to love it. No. So that, that's, that's the case. Um, <clears throat> I guess just wrapping up here, uh, I have been all over the place. With my questions, is there anything that I haven't asked you that I probably should have, or something that I, I could have asked in a better way today? I feel like that's the trickiest question of all out of all your, all your questions. No, not really. I think you covered pretty much everything. Okay. Um, so like I said, we'll post the links to the stuff that we talked about, but if our, our listeners want to get in touch with you directly or want to learn more, where should they do that? So I have a LinkedIn profile. Uh, it's called the Urmi Hossain. They 
can just type my name. Um, I have a YouTube channel, which is called Urmia Hossain. And I also have my blog, which is called myways.ca. And then I have my book, which is available on Amazon. And then I have my Instagram page, which is called Urmai Mio. Okay. So again, we'll post to that. And then my last question as we get out of here, what is something you haven't tried yet that you think will be next or is kind of next on your, on your list to conquer? To have my own podcast show. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so I look forward to listening to that when it comes out. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a blast. Thank you.